what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday night. Happy Scrim School, episode three. We have some super cool guests this week. I'm beyond excited about this. Um, we have the one, the only, Nina, Last Lady Legend. And we have the man, N3K Jordan, also known as Noise Tank. I'm going to undeafen these two, and we're, uh, we're going to say hi to everybody. Into hello, like PC hello, gaming. Hello, oh. we are hello. here. We are here. Hello. hello. How's it going? How's it going? How are you guys? Oh, we're doing good. We're we're best friends now. So oh, yeah, we were we were learning about each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's what I wanted because we have we have two very unique players tonight. Um, we have Nina, who is just absolutely filthy with your tether. And all of your comp skills, I've played against you more times than I'd like to admit, and I've lost pretty sure almost all of them. And then we have Noise Tank, <laughs> who probably plays the most unique scrim game I've ever seen. Uh, he runs Chaos Reach in scrims. Yeah. Yeah. With, so uh, with the boots? Like. No, uh, you can't no, use Geomax in, in uh, no? scrims. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you could, we would lose a lot more. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, if if we could, definitely. Uh, they might come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's do some introductions. Let's start with uh, Nina, Last Lady Legend herself. Uh, tell about yourself. Where did you start? How did you start? What got you into streaming? Let's go through it all. Okay, yeah. So I've been playing Destiny since Destiny 1. I got the game... I guess about two months after launch, back in the vanilla D1 days, I played really casually. Like, um, my brother actually had sat me down to play this, because uh, I, I was, uh, I was like, com coming off of injury, I had torn a ligament in my foot, so I was kind of bedridden a lot, and he had actually bought me a PS4 and Call of Duty to keep <laughs> me occupied while I was bedridden. And then... That's awesome, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah, I have a great brother. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And, uh, then uh, we wind up uh, playing Destiny one day together, and like I I'd never played first-person shooter, so it was just like so hard. I just got farmed. I didn't understand. <laughs> like I, I oh god, it was terrible. Um, and I, I played the game very casually. It was probably not until Taking King that I started to get like more into. Like, oh, okay, now we're, we're going to sign on, like, every week, and we're going to, you know, do raids and nightfalls and, you know, grind out and play PvP. I was, like, way intimidated. People told me to stay away from PvP. So Right. <laughs> it was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, I yeah. feel that. I, it's, I was in the same spot in D1. I was all the raids, all the sherping, and then I found PvP, and I was really bad, and I just kept <laughs> going. <laughs> Exactly. I That's think all it, of us uh, uh, are a bit of masochists when it comes to this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, like, you know, I didn't, like, know about, like, Twitch and YouTube so much. So, like, I didn't know what, you know, loadouts and people were playing. So I just went in there, like, just completely kind of blind and fumbled through it. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great learning experience. It was frustrating, but great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Mr. Noise Tank, Jordan, let's uh let's pick it up with you. Talk about yourself. Yeah. Uh 
obviously. I am Noise Tank. Everybody knows by now. <laughs> uh, I play Chaos Reach in PvP. It's like my shtick, and I love the gun Thorn. I've loved it since D1, and I'm happy that it's back, and I think it's the best it's ever been. Do <laughs> um, you think it's better than pre-nerf D1? Because it's balanced but okay. can okay. be just as potent if that makes yeah like i mean obviously like pre-nerf d1 thorn is like the best ever but i can't yeah, we can't have that again unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think anybody would like that, that um, would be, uh, that'd be insane yeah i've been playing this game though since like i don't know beta alpha whatever the you know the the gamer flex that everybody says bro i'm a d1 beta vet <laughs> uh yeah so i've been playing this game for a long time and i've always been into like competitive fps's and stuff i played like gears of war competitively i've come from many shooters and i played like halo competitively too so when i saw destiny i was like bro space magic and a shooter say less <laughs> so. yeah exactly exactly and you did your little flex I've been playing since the D1 first look alpha. Ooh, I still have it uh, on my PlayStation. I looked at it. I, in a lot of I gave mine oh, away wow. to one of my coworkers. So like I used to be a GameStop store manager and I got an alpha code for Destiny, but I didn't own a PS4 yet. So one of my assistant managers, I like gave it to him and I was like, yeah, man, here you go. Like. Uh, you know, let me know if it's good or whatever. And then I ended up like playing the beta and just went You're from like, there. I wish we did the alpha. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, man. <laughs> but yeah, though, I've been um, I've been streaming only for like I don't know a couple months. Like technically, I've been affiliated for a couple years, but it was back in like Destiny One, like when the scrim scene was kind of popping then, and then when destiny 2 first came out i didn't really like the pvp and it kind of killed my vibe to stream so i only like recently like restarted kind of it's like a whole revamp basically <laughs> it's new year new me type thing yeah, basically <laughs> yeah and it's been great man it's been a good time there's so many great people that i've met just like in the community and it's oh it's so good absolutely uh all right well i know uh Nina, you do carries and recos. Um, I don't believe noise does very yes. much. Um, what got you into doing that? Do you was it somebody asked you and you realized you were really good at it, or you just started playing with people and it just kind of snowballed? Yeah, kind of, kind of that. Um, I just knew people that were streaming already and doing like trials helps on the weekends. Uh, you know, towards the end of D one and stuff, so I would uh, I would jump in and help out occasionally. But I was always working like two jobs, so I still put hours into this game. Don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> I you know I didn't have the time to like try to you know sit there and grind out trials helps or anything like that. Unfortunately, um, it was let's see last February. I started streaming and I just kind of went okay. for it. Uh, I was finally working one job, so that was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> and and you got yeah, partnered too, pretty quick if I if I remember right. Which yeah, I got. I, cool. 
I was extremely lucky, extremely like fortunate. Um, you know, I I know some great you know trial sherpas like you know like rhythm and Jova rated yep. and people yep. and uh, I, I gotta throw some more names out there like Bros and Tardy that you know all were just super supportive. Seeing when, all the guys I seeing when I uh, do that trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like you know were super supportive during all of it so yeah i got i got partnered about a year like about 10 and 11 months so that's amazing that's actually i mean that's awesome it's so cool to see that kind of growth it really is <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why i have Invoicon is his growth has been insane lately too and uh usually if i'm not lurking in your stream i'm lurking in his or i have tabs open for both of you so <laughs> I'm, not usually, that, I'm I'm pretty excited okay. to have both of you on here because uh, definitely my PC has you know three tabs running at the same time. I have the one I'm modding for, and then I have both gears open with the sound on. <laughs> so it gets real a little chaotic, but I enjoy it. Aww. I enjoy hearing Thank it. You, I definitely you definitely deserve partner Nina. Um, it's it's the way you carry yourself when you play as well. And uh, chat, if you guys have not checked out either of these individuals, can I get you guys to put your uh, links in chat so we can make sure that they go hit that follow button? Because both of these individuals are absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And I'm expecting, Noise, I'm expecting you to hit partner within the next year. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping for you know, That's like a dream, but I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. It, I definitely, like, it's not even, like, a... It's not really in, like, my brain yet, you know? I'm just happy that I literally, like, the amount of, like, regulars that have, like, become, like, every day, like, when I go, like, live, and they're just, like, there as I go live is, like, even if it's, like, two, three, four, or, like, 12, 15 people, I'm, like, you guys stop yeah. it means so much <laughs> like <laughs> dude it's it's great that both of your communities are just incredible they really are they're so welcoming they're so homey and uh i know i enjoy being in there and i wouldn't tell my stream to go check it out if i did so um noise let's get to you we got nina with the uh with the carries and how she got into it um what got you into scrims and and not doing the carry side as much yeah um so actually like back in d1 i so i've always done like i've always been a part of like the scrim scene uh i've just always enjoyed like i know this game isn't like competitive but like i i like to play it in the most competitive environment that i can so i've always like done the face it stuff and back then we had like we had game battles for mm -hmm. destiny at 1.2 and stuff like that um but actually, in D1, I used to do, like, carries with a friend of mine. We would do, like, trials carries and stuff. But I just, I never wanted to be, like, a, a service streamer. I respect the hell out of anybody that's a service streamer because it takes so much patience and, like, just, like, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, one, you gotta carry somebody, and two, like, you, you just have to have, like, the patience and, like, the positivity to be able to, like, reassure those people that, like, no, nah, no, nah, we got this, like, we're gonna do this, you know? And I just, I get way too tilted from, like, like, if playing astronauts and stuff, so, yeah. <laughs> like, 
I I mean like there's many of my friends on Twitch and you know on in in and out of the game are their service streamers and I respect the hell out of them for that. But for me, I'm I scrims just till I die. <laughs> I I love scrims and I mean I don't I I do like PvE stuff too on stream, but a lot of the times I do I like to host like pickups with my viewers and just I want to get like more people like into the scrim scene to like but i want them to have like a positive experience it like we have like such a uh there's like this stigma for the scrim scene that like there's a lot of toxicity and and there there has been and there was and it's getting absolutely better we have a lot of new newer like pillars of like the scrim community that are trying to bring like a positive environment and i'm trying to be like one of those people i just want people to learn i want people to have a good time I want them to like see the side of destiny that like doesn't have all the extra bs in it you know <laughs> the auto rifle bam and mountaintops you mean <laughs> yeah just yeah like i mean don't get me wrong like there are certain like auto rifles that are like they can be competitive but 600s and mountaintop is uh yeah, i'm not about it <laughs> right um you know, I, I, I feel that. And that's one of the reasons why we started this, this Scrim School Scrimcast is um, so that we can have, uh, so we can highlight people. Highlight amazing PvP players, Nina, for example, and amazing Scrim players that are positive, that are trying to change Destiny for the better. Um, it makes it a lot easier when we give a point of contact so that everybody can talk to each other. Um, and that's kind of the way I am trying to build this whole thing up. And so far we've had a lot of success on it. Um, just showing a lot of, you know, a lot of, we can highlight a lot of players that uh, may not have been noticed in the directory because Scrims has such a negative connotation. Yeah. That, you know, I've, I've even noticed that it's it's when I changed my title to you know scrims, I went down from 20, 30 viewers to a solid ten. But the ten we were in there wanted to learn, wanted to see, wanted to experience. It's just got such a negative connotation from the old basic community and, and toxicity and stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's dive into the nitty gritty. So. Um, <clears throat> what drew you to this game and what keeps you playing even on the slow times? Nina. Nina, you can go first, yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to let you go first this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I don't know. It's, it's the first game. I wasn't a gamer before this. Like, I didn't have a PlayStation 3. I didn't have a PlayStation 2. I played, like, PlayStation 1 and... What was what was around that time n64 game boy color like um so this is you know what got me back into it i uh i played this game th through it's you know like like uh jordan mentioned you know the the rougher parts of the meta you know i I think the first, you know, Trials Helps I was doing was, you know, during Trials of the Nine times, like, and it was a little slower paced and everything, and, hey. um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I like it, I love the community, you know, I've been very fortunate in my experience 
into the Destiny community and gaming in general that I haven't met a lot of toxic people. Uh, you know, I've I've been fortunate to meet a lot of the you know great members of the community, and um, you know, I've been able to learn like more, I guess, in this game too. Like in D one, I kind of did it all, and in D two, I only played PvP. So. Um, during the droughts too, so I've had friends like, you know, teaching me the ways of the, you know, the, the Grandmaster Nightfalls and, you know, the raid challenges more and stuff. Stuff that I gave up in D1, you know, yeah. that I just kind of brushed off as boring and, you know, I can appreciate more <laughs> now, so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's actually a really good thing to keep you around. I mean, it's good to mix it up. It really is. I gotta say, you're, uh, you're drunk in Raid Night stream was hilarious absolutely <laughs> Ooh, okay i had it oh, all while i was playing it it was it was an absolute riot i was cracking up <laughs> yeah that was that was interesting so uh <laughs> we we did the to celebrate partner we went back into d1 raids and which is awesome because some of my friends some of my you know closest friends on here had never played d1 so like the couple months before that you know, they were like on D1, grinding up, getting their characters leveled <laughs> up and stuff and trying to get some weapons. So, you know, obviously we weren't sure if, if or when I was going to get partnered, but that was like, you know, the, the idea at that time. And so we got to take them through and they got to experience what it was like to do a D1 raid and... It was it was just hilarious. Like they they weren't used to like not being able to you know not die like <laughs> like to do a hard mode raid. Like it was just so funny. And then you know obviously people started getting a, a little a little tipsy. So <laughs> it was pretty entertaining. I was cracking up. I had a play in uh, I had a play while I was gaming, and I was just listening. I do that a lot. I like to uh, I like to sit and listen, and uh, it was hilarious. I was. I was losing it. Um, noise, same question, Mr. Noise Tank himself. What uh, what brought you to this game, and what's kept you here for so long, and even in the drought periods? Uh, it's just the PvP, man. Just the gunplay in this game. It just, it just feels good. I don't know. I think like there's so like the just the it's such a unique shooter, right? Like. The movement, like I love movement shooters. Like I, I, I come from Gears of War. Ge movement in Gears of War is like huge. So like, absolutely. Yeah, and like coming from Halo as well. I just the PVP man. I, I mean in D1, like same thing that Nina said. Like in D1, I did everything. I played PVP. I did raids. I did, you know, I farmed strikes for, you know, Grasp of Malik for hours and other stuff. <laughs> like I did all that stuff, and. I've been getting back more into that like recently this season, which has actually felt really good for me because I just haven't really liked the PvE in this game for like a long time. Not since like Forsaken. And um I mean for the dry times, I just do scrims and tournaments. That's like that carries <laughs> me through the dry times. That's your uh, that's your that's what you're gonna be doing for the next two months until uh the new season drops. Oh and well, uh a lot of i mean my viewers know this maybe you know not everybody does of course but i am like fashion 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 i care so much about the fashion in this game so i'm 
doing every single activity in the game right now to acquire every armor piece to throw into my vault just in case for transmog if they if they say like oh it's not going to be collection based it's going to be vault based then i got i'm going to have everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i know that you, uh, i see it all over twitter that uh um this gets the noise tank seal of approval yeah oh yeah <laughs> or, that's or, like <laughs> what is that what are those <laughs> yeah yeah he still hasn't hey, given me the approval but i i think he's got something against bumblebee just saying <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I tell chat, man, they they gotta pay me ten thousand of my of my stream points in order for me to rate their guardians. <laughs> <laughs> Nina's got a pretty Maybe awesome guardian too. I tried to uh I tried to cut it in and get a cool little uh announcement folder, but uh or announcement player, but it didn't work out exactly how I wanted it to. So yeah, well, that's my fault. I forgot. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. You're busy. I'm not even worried about it. I'm not even. You're here. That's all that matters. <laughs> a cool flyer is cool, but uh, you being here is a hundred times better. Just, just throwing that out there. All right. I'm a little intimidated in now. I don't know. If Jordan <laughs> gray to die, but... <laughs> it's it's very gray and purple, light purple. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Purple, I like. I mean, green and purple are my favorite colors. So. Yeah, it's a. It looks good. It looks very good. That's why, uh, if you haven't noticed, the names is are uh, pretty similar to uh, your stream stuff, without blurring it too much. Um, Let's talk D1. Uh, if you could bring back any activity, not raid, activity, strikes, game modes from PvP to D2 tomorrow, what would they be? Let's start with Jordan this time. Mm, probably zone control. We don't have, like... That was like the only other uh, like game type that we had in scrims. Like we used to play supremacy in D1, but because they changed the scoring in D2, it doesn't really work out. So we don't really have like an objective game type in scrims right now. We just play like clash over and over and over again, and it's kind of pain. Even when we're so, playing uh, control, it's still clash. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. So I think having like zone control would be awesome. I mean, I would like to see them do like obviously another game mode, but it, to bring back from D one, I think zone control would be like one of my top picks for sure. That's for PvP. What would you do for PVE? I love this. Answer. For PVE, I know what I would pick immediately. Really? Oh man, I, I'd have to think about it because like I don't know. I feel like. <laughs> I have to like think back to to my my D one days. What is a PVE activity that I would want to see come back? Uh, you know, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what. I mean, I guess we kind of got strike specific loot, but I feel like they kind of like they haven't really focused on that too well. Like they did, they haven't done like strike this. Uh, like good strike specific loot since like after we got the weapon changes and like random rolls back so i guess maybe that i'd like to see i don't know i just want to be able to farm for a good weapon that isn't reckoning <laughs> absolutely um i think mine well first i want to hear uh miss last lady legends what are uh what would be your favorite activity, PvE and PvP, that you'd bring back? I would bring back Skirmish, uh, hands down. Um, yeah. That's yeah. My second pick. That's my second PvP pick. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. Skirmish and Rift I... were, were the big ones that I spent a lot of time in. 
I like only played skirm. Like I mean, dude, before private matches, that's what we had to do was queue in a skirmish and just <laughs> e eval, eval, eval. <laughs> yeah. Skirmish was, yeah. a, skirmish was a good one. Rift was a good one. Um, PVE-wise, what would you do? PVE-wise? That's... that's uh... There's so many things. And it doesn't have to be a raid. It can be a raid if you want to bring back a raid, but that's the common answer. I, I'm, I'm hoping we can get some uncommons that you really enjoyed playing through multiple times that you could keep playing and not uh, not get burned out on. Um... I would like, uh, like an activity of, like, Prison of the Elders. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I was one of those people. I spent four hours when it dropped to, to beat it. You know what I mean? Like, we sat there four hours at, you know, at Skolas or whatever. Like, you know, oh, yep. like, like, just, you know, it took a long time and it took teamwork and I want it, like, D1 style. I want us to be underleveled. I want us to struggle. I, you know, one of my fondest memories is when the Dark Below dropped and you went into that Omnigol strike nightfall the oh, first time. The screaming witch. Oh, and you just got like wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't think D2 players understand that feeling enough of just getting decimated, like in PvE, because yeah. you're underleveled and like you need to like work on a really good weapon loadout like you can't use the same weapon loadout all the time like yeah so, i miss that from i miss nightfalls from d1 being like that i think that's why like yeah. a lot of it like fell off for me and i just like f focused way more on pvp like the raids i don't know leviathan was okay i liked the exploration of leviathan but like the encounters i thought were boring yeah yep 100% agree. So my answer, one, Skirmish and Rift were my two for PvP. I'd bring back if I could do it tomorrow. And two, if I could bring back any activity, it would be the Alakul Strike, the Dark Blade. That, to me, was the coolest strike I think Bungie's ever made. Where, you, you're, where you're going through, you, all the rooms were different. You had that giant room where you had to shoot the, you know, you had to shoot the orbs across the map, and then you drop down through the giant bridge, and you had all the thrall you could hit with the Zala Supercell. And then you drop down into the actual pit where you're fighting against Alakul and he teleports. That on hard mode was incredible to me. That right there. You remember was doing the the sword strike of the that sword. version when you oh, had yeah. yeah oh my god yeah they kill the specific knight right yeah, yeah. at the same time yeah yep exactly and you had to time it right that was a that one to me I I played that one over and over and over again on hard mode and I never got tired of it I just enjoyed the hell out of it that was the way it played and the way that like the communication went and the way you could just roll through each encounter it almost felt more like a raid than a strike yeah there is a lot of i mean i i think a lot of people have like the rose tinted glasses for d1 I, I think d2 is a better game now but i just have so much fonder memories in d1 than i do of d2 what do you think they did Absolutely. differently yeah what do you think they did differently let's go off that let's uh what do you think that bungie did differently versus D1 that made it not as memorable, I guess would be a good word for it. Um, I mean, I... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Um, I was, I was gonna say, 
and I, I've probably said this to my friends a lot, so if they're lurking, they're like, again, but... <laughs> um, primaries with a burn, like they add incentive in activities, and, you know, to reach the, the, the light level you need, like, you know, you had to, you know, if you played vanilla, you had to play hard mold with Volta Glass and hope for, you know, all level 30 drops to be the, you know, the top level like and it made a difference in the rest of your gameplay experience to reach that like those little incentives you know to to do you know volta glass over and over again to get a fate bringer like a primary with a burn you know yeah and it was in trials it was in you know it was in a lot of activities like the the incentive there that and it you know you took these weapons into pve you took them into pvp you know they, they mm-hmm. made or break, you know, other experiences for the game for you. So I think that incentive is, is just lacking. Or it's getting better now, obviously, but that was like, I think, the misstep in the beginning. It feels more grindy than it does rewarding, is what you're saying. It can, yeah. Do this bounty, come back and talk to this person. Do this bounty, come back and talk to this person. Versus <laughs> this specific position is open. And you can only get this weapon from this specific strike or this specific nightfall. Yeah, I think it's the loot. Yeah, I just I feel like I've I've said this before to people like, and they're kind of changing it a bit in Beyond Light. But like the reason why like the player population is so low in PvP is because like there's nothing there's no reason like there's no reason to play comp if you already have Unbroken. There's um, unless it's the beginning of a season and you're getting the powerful drops, then that's what you can do. But like, there's there's no like, I don't get like a cool shader. I don't get like an emblem. I don't like. There's no IS Luna or Palindrome like in the comp. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that's what kept me playing like skirmish even outside of scrims in year three. Was like I was still trying to get IS Luna in D1 for like the longest time. I never got one by the way, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, That's, I mean it's, it's just same, like right? loot. Yeah, right. Well, RIP 140s, dude. <laughs> uh, there's some hints about next season that we can get into. Um, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I, like I said, I love Thorn, but I definitely, I have a God Roll Ostringer, and it feels so good, but because it's 10 RPM less, I, <laughs> there's no reason for me to use it, in, especially in a scrim setting. Yep. Yep, yep. It, there's, there's, whispers and rumors that uh 110s and 140s are getting loved they heard us they are acting on it we'll see we'll see how it goes um all right let's keep it rolling let's uh if you could bring back any weapon from d1 pre or post nerf what would it be oh and then i like it your lights question after that exotic or legendary or any you can it could be an exotic it could be a legendary it could be an exotic that comes back as a legendary if you didn't feel like it should have been exotic there's i mean there's a couple yeah chat this is an open forum if you guys have questions ask uh both of them are in stream and we'll uh we'll ask it after the end of the one of the questions i'm asking i mean definitely like i mean i guess we got ldr with beloved but 
I, I had this thousand yard stare that I got first week of taking King and it was like the perfect PVE slash PVP role and I used it from taking King all the way until the end of the game and it was my favorite sniper better than any LDR or longbow synthesis mm -hmm. that I've ever had. Interesting. I definitely would like to bring that back and first curse but make it good because I just love hand cannons. I love exotic hand cannons. Yep. Agreed, agreed. Nina, what you got? Um, you know, I'm I'm just really fond of like the vanilla weapons from Destiny. I guess my my continuous loadout, you know, when I got these weapons was Fatebringer, Vision of Confluence, and you know, Gallahorn. Um, you know, probably go with the cliche, the Gallahorn. Um. You know, and I would take it post nerf. I still thought it was in a great place. I loved it. It was fun yeah, to use. Blast. Yeah. Um, and once it was so unique. To, uh, it was. Yeah. Once you figured to point completely off of the map and point it back on to hit the, or point it off the map after you target somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, for somebody that hadn't played any games, you know, so this was like, I had never experienced anything like that. And it was just so unique. And they didn't make any kind of like, you know, half version of it later in the game, which I liked. And then they wanted to bring it back kind of late anyway, but I just like that it, you know, it was... It was one of those things, those excitement factors, like, that, you know, you talk to new people about in the game, you know, you use it in PvP, you use it in PvE if you wanted, like... Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it was in a good place post-nerf, personally. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I agree. I think know, it, was still, it was still good. It was in a great place. Yeah. It was such a fun weapon. It really was. It really Exactly. Was. It was just so much fun and so unique. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think, uh, I think if I could bring back any exotic, pre-nerf for the memes would have to be the Mythoclast. As terrible <laughs> oh, as that, I am for that. Pre-nerf Mythoclast completely destroyed the crucible for a long I, uh, time i actually had pre-nerf mythoclast for a day i i comp i got it on my first vog completion when and i used it in the crucible for a day and it was it's just insane and back then i wasn't like super super good at the game but i was destroying people oh absolutely <laughs> it was nuts it was, it was so it was so it was the equivalency to me as laser tag weekend in d2 that those two were equal for were fun but not taking it serious like i, I wouldn't have touched comp that that week i i or whatever how long before it was it was uh before it was nerfed i wouldn't touch comp but in quick play it was so much fun and i think non-exotic i would have to go with the hard defiance of yasmin sniper rifle Oh, that defiance of amos was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved that. I loved the the scope on it. I loved the recoil on it so much more than the thousand yard stare. I had the god roll thousand yard stare. I absolutely adored the hard defiance of Yasmin. It was Dude, my it PVE. Had and the Halo PVE. Three sound. The it Halo did. Three sniper sound. Yep. And the scope, the way the scope sat, and the way the gun looked itself, like, I love running around the tower and people in full trials gear and people stopping me, like, jumping into my party randomly and stuff, you know, back before, uh, <laughs> back before LFG was a thing. <laughs> those were the, those yeah. were the times I spent a lot. It was unique, lot yeah. 
It really was. That's that. That's a great, great thing to roll into. But I, we got some questions, both of you. Um, let's start out with uh, Mr. Anchorlight. He says, "What is your ideal loadout for Javelin Four versus Burnout?" Uh, it depends on the setting. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I see if I'm playing scrims, like I don't, I don't snipe in scrims. I always am thorn shoddy. Um, I mean, even like for that map, but if it's like, if it's like quick play, then I usually run like supremacy G with waking vigil or, you know, like a sniper and a hand cannon. Usually I, just, I think that map plays like really well in uh, really you could play shoddy or snipe absolutely i 100 agree i'm glad that uh nina picked this map this week because uh i agree with you nina what would you recommend for uh for jab four over burnout specifically or jab four in general what uh what loadouts would you recommend um you know it's it's funny because i wouldn't think it uh it's a heavy sniping map. Like, I think they both have good lanes on them. Um, you know, more so Jav 4. I would, you would treat it as a shorter range map, but uh, the way it plays right now, it's, you know, it's. I, I guess I'm giving more of a trials like <laughs> perspective, yeah. but. I mean, uh, if, if that's what you spend most of your time in is trials and comms, yeah. play it from that perspective. Because that's yeah, the closest to scrims you're going to get without weapons being banned. True, true, true. So, um, I, you know, I would, I would suggest, you know, a little distance, honestly, like, um, you know, I, I saw a lot of vigilance wings on there on trials weekend. Uh, that's, you know, that's personally, I'm not huge on pulse rifles. I make them look hard to use, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I saw a lot of sniping, sidearm, um, but yeah, a lot of distance play, honestly. Like we we rushed teams and it was kind of it was kind of weird. We we felt like we were, you know, doing laps chasing people around the map a lot of times. Like Yeah. So I had that same feeling with burnout more than jab, in my opinion. Burnout was a lot of that. If they pushed outside, they stayed outside. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in a trial setting where, like, you, you know, you're not limited on what you're using, like, Javelin especially, like, there was a lot of, like, triple sniper teams I noticed. I only played one card just because it's Javelin, it's my favorite map, but we played a lot of, like, triple sniper teams and a lot of, like, runaway, you know, just play outside <laughs> or, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, those, like, this is, like, the lane, like, from blue, like, going outside the boxes or like generators like like a lot of people played like that lane like looking at diamond door or like yep. you know outside like boxes looking in a connector there's a lot of like a lot of snipers <laughs> yes exactly snipers. it's a uh, it's a little different you know you wouldn't think you know 30 yards is the sniping lane and it is it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's surprising you know yeah. i think and... pulses uh, i agree though pulses play really good on that map actually i actually remember playing trials of the nine and just like everybody going outside to generators or where um helipad is and just vigilant swing and might have multi yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Uh, <Exactly>. paid. <laughs> what uh what i know we know we know noise tanks favorite weapon but nina what is your favorite weapon 
in D2. And then we'll roll back into the questions from chat. My favorite weapon? Oh, um, I'm all about the thorn, the spare rations, uh, shoddy, you know, shoddy okay, mean. Okay. Then you're going so to have some have fun to, in, in a little bit and <laughs> when we run some scrims, because uh, I have a feeling that's going to be a, most of our loadouts for this uh, second half of the hour. There's going to be a lot of uh, shotguns and hand cannons and a couple controller snipers, I'm sure. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you just became you just became Noise Tank's best friend. Yeah, anybody <laughs> that uses Thorn, I'm, uh, we're, we're friends, so... Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this question is more for... I'm not sure how many scrims you've gotten into, Nina, so this will be more directed towards Jordan, I'm sure. But uh, it says, what do you do in this situation? Your team is getting crushed in the scrim game, and your teammates are fall falling down and getting a, a little toxic. What do you do? How do you bring it back? So I've been in this situation many <laughs> a times. I mean, not as recently, like the toxicity, thankfully, has been a lot better. But like I a lot of people like when when they start to get tilted. So I'm just going to I'm going to instead of like saying toxicity, I'm just going to use tilt because it's, yep. it's pretty agreed. Um, yeah, when people are getting tilted, a lot of the times they, they don't slow up. And they just like they're they're spawning and they're going they're spawning and they're going and like they're not you know like oh like why why aren't you there like you know what i mean like it's it's very very important in a scrim setting sp specifically is to communicate and and actually i can uh my myself and we just played in a tournament last weekend myself and my teammates and we actually didn't do as well as we normally play and it was because we were like completely like playing until like we were just not in it and like normally like we're pretty good at like shaking it but there just there wasn't comms and like what we had to do and we started playing better near the end was we just we just you you gotta like talk more you gotta be like hey like you know let's let's slow up here like you know we're down by 20 like wait a second like try we'll try to get like a full spawn because like in scrims like split spawning is pretty huge yep and it's like really important to try to meet up with your teammates you know especially and you know, if you're if you're playing too fast, or if like people are they're playing like a defensive game and and they're just you know every single engagement, this like slow engagement, you guys are getting run over. Then like you know, pick pick different angles or, or play a little bit more aggressive. Or if you're playing too passive and they're playing more aggressive, like you, you got to play off of picks. And it's like really really important that you're just like communicating. Like hey, I'm you know I'm I'm fighting on right. Like you're. You know, for example, like if we were on Javelin, right, and we were outside a helipad, like we spawned a helipad, and like connector is usually a pretty big spot there. Like, you know, you, you have your sniper on boxes, like looking in a connector, and the two shotgunners are most likely going to be like right close door, like close to connector. Then, you know, just call out like where you're shooting. If their sniper's on the right, like, hey, sniper's on right, like I'm looking left. Like, you know, I'm I'm shooting somebody left. Like, oh, he's one tapped or he's two tapped. It's it's so important to be vocal not like calling out when you're dead like oh i died like that's not a good call out like you know talk Where's about like that killed you yeah like you know where you know where is he how low is you know mm -hmm. is he weak like did you two tap him to normally like i'll say like i one tapped or two tapped and that's just like say i got a i got a headshot with a hand cannon is like for my team like they know that's what i mean but yeah, yeah. slowing so, it down is important absolutely. because people tilt and they just they just hold w 
when they start tilting. You gotta you gotta slow it down. Just be like, hey, like, we you know we we can bring this back. We just we gotta slow up. Like, let's wait for so and so to spawn up. Let's you know what are we doing? You know, we're not calling out enough, or you know, we're not team shotting enough. What can we do? Sure, sure. So let's uh let's flip the script a little bit. Nina, how would you do that same question not in scrim setting, but more or a face it setting, but more of a trials or comp setting? Um, same thing. You know, I haven't done a ton of scrims. I've been getting into them on PC just lately, but um, you know, a lot of our time goes to trials. Um, I was just playing with Joey this weekend mm -hmm. and it just so happened like we only ran like I think like three people on Sunday, but you know, all three were virgins. So we were, you know, we're giving them the full reset. If we lost on the lighthouse, we were going again, you know, and uh that that's a big thing, what what Jordan was saying. You know, we kind of we both know we can like go out and get a pick. And so we kind of slowed it down more and try to wait for that that safer play a lot of times. Like so, uh, you know, just got some clarification on it. Um, the question that was, it was a little bit more phrased. It's how would you go about motivating a team in a losing situation uh, to better their mentality, attitude, and performance? So we'll we'll keep it going with Nina, and then we'll roll back. Oh, okay, uh, motivate it. Um, I try to stay pretty positive, and I try to just say let's focus on communication. Um, I think that's a, a huge one that so many times, you know, you get focused on kind of like, you know, the cheese, like, oh, they're, you know, like this happens to me a lot. I'm like, oh, wow, they went, you know, they went down one round and now they're sword peeking <laughs> the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I try to like not say that again. Like, I'll say, you know, I'll slip kind of once and I'm like, I can't do that because I can't be the focus. You know, we have to, we have to just keep regular communication and you know call out the good things like you know try to even if people are trading you know what i mean try to call that out you know and take it for the positive that it is that we still got a, a pick and we can still you know use this to our advantage absolutely that's, um, that's that's where it's at it's all about it's all about energy it really is and not not yeah energy because i find that if i'm doing a kit uh help or anything like that i don't like to call them carries but if i'm doing help or anything like that i find that uh if i start getting tilted they get tilted and then mistakes happen and people are throwing lives charging in so jordan what you got um what do you do in like a face it or scrim setting to keep your team motivated when you're when the cart when the chips are up and and you're looking at the end of the match and you're trying to get that last win and it's close yeah, I mean, de definitely like, like, you know, Nina was saying, like, when somebody gets like a trade and they're like, they're like, oh, I die. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, dude, you like, especially in a, in a super close match like that. I'm like, dude, that's good. That's, you know, like, oh, trade is good. That's good. Or if, you know, if somebody gets like, they get one, I'm, I'm, I do this a lot. Like when I'm playing with, especially like, you know, with close teammates, like when they like, they're like, oh, I got one. I'm like, I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Like I do, I, I like hype it up and <laughs> like, I, I play, I'm very like, uh, and I'm very animated and I'm very vocal, especially in like a setting like that. And I mean, if we're like, I mean, even if we start off in early game and we're up by 10 or 15, like I'm hyping it up, man. <laughs> like, 
He's like, yo, I got two, I got two. Like, you know, he's he's weak on me. He's weak. Like, always, like, talking, always just, like, trying to keep it, like, positive. It, it can happen when you do get tilted, and it's like, like, we can win this. Like, you know, we started off, like, at the beginning of this match. Like, you know, we were up by 10, up by 15. Like, you know, like, let's celebrate. Yeah, I mean, literally what Anchor just put in the chat. Like, yeah, celebrating, like, small victories is, is really good for motivation. And I, I noticed, like, people, like... You know they play a little bit better like ever so slightly it's like the small thing they play confident actually because of you know like when you're hyping them up like confidence is is really really good especially like in a scrim setting or in like a tournament or you know for sure game seven you know trials right like you know that that confidence is it's good and just talk talk them up talk the team up when they get a double down you know they're trading when somebody you know their team's pushing with a super and you trade with the super like that's good that's a win <laughs> absolutely absolutely um the next question was from uh just for bad gamers he says he's interested in the skill-based matchmaking versus connect connection-based matchmaking uh what do you prefer and why let's start with noise <laughs> oh uh i absolutely prefer connection-based matchmaking however um i think there needs to be and this kind of plays into the playlist issue the player base is lower therefore you know when skill-based matchmaking is implemented i'm literally just playing everybody on my friends list <laughs> and that and that's like really frustrating but that's because like i can't go into quick play with my friends who don't play at my level like i can't like i have like many many you know friends or viewers that like aren't on like you know like the same you know they don't play in a scrim setting all the time like they're not you know trials like shirt buzz or anything like that and when it's skill based and i can't just go into like you know quick play with them and play and not like play other one percent players like it, it it's frustrating and it's you know they they like feel bad and i'm like no dude don't feel bad like they're like i'm doing so bad i'm like no, it's 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 fine like you're, you're not, not used to play <laughs> yeah like this is it this isn't you know like and and they can't you know i think there's there's like when you're learning it's important to get like you, you know you're gonna lose you're gonna get stomped and that's i think that's an important thing but like you know if we end up playing like you know four you know a four stack of top one percent players and it's me and you know three of my viewers like they're not gonna have a good time like, <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna have a good time like <laughs> i think if comp if comp had like actual good rewards then the sweaty players would go and play comp if we had skirmish we would be in there you know and quick play would be we could have connection-based quick play and that would be fine and we can have skill-based comp because that's what it's there for that's how it should be comp should be based off of your skill i think there's a good like balance of having both i i prefer connection-based if i'm playing quick play if i'm playing comp then skill-based is fine but don't put skill-based in quick play so kind of i don't like want to play right the world now. finals yeah, it's pretty good right now. Yeah, it's pretty good right now. I think there's still like lobby balancing, but I don't really play sixes anymore. Like, I, literally, the only time I'm playing sixes now is usually when it's Iron Banner. And I think they need, I'm, I think they're finally fixing that by doing the freelance 
because mm -hmm. I just run six stack in Iron Banner and we just play solos and that's so like <laughs> I don't I don't want that. Like I want to play other six stacks. Like that's the point of me squatting up with, you know, the homies and <laughs> trying to stomp other six stacks, not stomp solo. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Nina, same question. Um, very much agreed. I think skill based matchmaking can be good in the right, you know, situations. Like, if they brought Skirmish back, I would want skill-based matchmaking, just because that's my experience in D1 of where I went into to practice by myself all the time, you know? Um, I went into trials, too, with, like, randoms, you know, friends that weren't very good at the game. But, you know, trials is a little weird because you have to reset, you know, after you lose yep. and stuff. And so I liked Skirmish a lot because, you know, you're playing people above you, below you, whatever, you know? And it really taught me map rotations, spawns, like things that I didn't think of. Like my mind never, you know, went there from never playing an FPS, like really. So Absolutely. Um, I do think quick play should, you know, stay connection-based matchmaking. Um, and I think they actually need to kind of step up their connection-based matchmaking too. I feel like they say it's it's implemented but i mean we all see the, the latency and the lag in the game like I, pretty I regularly hard agree like, so bungie, bungie thinks on connection base that i live in tokyo so exactly yeah, maybe that's the <laughs> ecosystem but i definitely match at least three people with the connection of taco bell's wi-fi on a bad night so. yeah <laughs> It's, uh, I just, I can't, I can't play the Time Lords. I can't do it. There's just the, the Vex Time Lords in, in quick play. They're scary. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I, I know people, I guess people complain. That was a thing in D1 that queues were long or something. But I honestly, like, I don't know, like uh, a 90 second queue is not that long in my mm -hmm. eye. So if that gives me good connections i'll wait 90 seconds in between games so i mean people don't remember the wow days back when you sat in a in a dungeon queue for five to ten minutes and you were running around in circles until it queued up and then you clicked oh wow <laughs> or like face it face it's the same way you'll uh you'll start a face it match and then you'll sit there and you'll run around and you'll run around and you'll run around and all of a sudden it's like hey we're ready to go and you click in and yeah and you're off and running so Back in B the Bnet days, I actually used to run. I didn't. I, I wasn't like streaming then, but I did like recoves a lot with friends. I had a lot of friends like in our our clan that did recoves, so I would help them a lot. And I think people forget the season three, season four, two hour comp queue times. <laughs> Literally, we would just play Scriblio in between matches for hours because like the the queues were just awful, and nobody was in the playlist. Like. Oh, it was pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that was rough. That was literally yeah. you had a narrative for just not queuing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You've been in order so long. <laughs> I, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Mongoose, I think, is what it was. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It was like. It's amazing that you remember the errors. <laughs> yeah. That should tell oh, you awful. something. Like... <laughs> um. All right. Well, the next question was it from Inspirational. 
he's flipping the script now and he says, let's say your team is winning in a game and the other team starts making a hard comeback and they start winning. What do you do to make the game reverse so your team starts winning again? Uh, backstory on Inspirational, he plays a lot of Face It. So he's very excited to hear how everybody else um, yeah, handles I've actually, the situations. I've, I've seen him in there. <laughs> yes, he is a very good Face It player. Um, if nobody jumps in that wants to learn scrims, he will probably be one of the ones that jumps in with us. Um, just because he likes to see everybody else's playstyles. So, um, what uh, what would you do to bring it back? How do you uh, how do you stop the momentum from building after they started climbing in Vidka? Um, same thing. You slow it down slow it down again uh you know if you're at a decent lead like I, what most screams go up to 50 so let's say you're winning like 40 to 20 or you know you're close there and they start bringing it back they go on like a let's say like a 10-2 run or something same thing just i slow it down you know a lot of times the the tilt's coming out again you know i try to focus on the communication um you know, I'll even start the doing that, like, you know, like, seven kills. We got this. Seven kills. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, if I notice that they're doing one particular thing that's kind of, you know, whether it's out team shooting us or, you know, somebody's just going on a flank by themselves, you know, I'll try to point out the one thing that I think that, you know, they changed up that seems to be, you know, working on us. And, you know, hopefully try to make an adjustment there sooner than later. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jordan, same question. Yeah, I see inspirational is asking like, what do you know? What do you mean by slowing it down? I get kind of confused. So like, so usually what that means is like, I mean, th this game is very like methodical, and it's like this like swinging back and forth, right? So you're you know you're playing really aggressive. You're push 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 push. You're telling me that you can't just hold W and win. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> you know, a couple um, melee titans that uh, that would disagree with you. <laughs> cool cheese one on one. Yeah, zero in chat that's, is that's, is notorious for nothing but melees. If we one v one, he has maybe three weapon kills, and the other twenty two are melees. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so like when we mean like slow it down, it's like usually it's, you know, like especially if a team starts coming back, right? Like if we're just, you know, we're just gunning them, right? We're put, we're W key and we're, you know, we're, we're winning those engagements and then they, they kind of figure out what we're doing. Like then like slowing it down is like, you know, like let's say we get team wiped and, you know, we split spawn. Like let's all try to, before you even take another fight, a 2v3 fight, like, you know, meet up with, you know, let's get so-and-so back with us. Like, oh, like if we're playing Endless Veil is notorious for Another split spawning, one. right? So like, oh, like I'll meet you in toilet. Like toilet, by the way, is like, I'm, yep, sure, yep. I'm sure some people might know, <laughs> like, or they don't know. It's, you know, that, that drop down on B point, right? Or across from B. Yep. So like, oh, like let's, let's wrap in me on toilet. Like, like, you know, or let's try to get back together. Well, we're going to wait for, you know, the sniper to get a pick right like or you know a body shot or whatever and let's let's team it or slow it down br bring the bring the pace back in you know that that's usually like what that means at least like for me i'm, I'm sure you know nina has like a very similar 
you know, we're, we're playing too aggressive or whatever. But if we're up and a team starts and creeping up on us, a huge thing, a huge, like, and this is like a tilt check for a lot of people is like shutting down supers, right? So obviously people will be like, oh, like you don't want to challenge a super, but like in a three setting, especially if you're like taking a stand with a team, depending on the super, like, you know, like I, I will call this out, especially against, you know, like a striker Titan or like a Don, like I'll wait for the sniper to be like, you know, you know, I body shot him or you know he's body shot or or you know i headshot him because you know since the 90s got nerfed and can't watch out supers anymore <laughs> right you, you know think things like that like i'll be like hey i'm 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 with i'm with you i'm turning i'm looking at this like we can fight this here like that's a huge thing like shutting down a super is a, is a good tilt check against another team Absolutely. Um, yeah i mean there, there's uh, there's so much like well let's be there's, real too. there's so shutting much down this a game. super is a huge ego boost it really is especially oh, yeah. if you don't waste a super to do it if you can shut down a super without wasting one that's one of those things where it's like it could change the attitude of the momentum really um it it would build you know it it if you shut down a super say you have a striker titan that's pushing in um and you all turn and you take him out without getting a single death then you have your super to still utilize for the team and potentially flip the momentum back to your your speed is that what you're saying a little bit yeah absolutely i mean and that's that's a huge thing is like there you know like i mean especially like you know for me like since i play chaos reach like i i have the lowest amount of armor reduction in super besides golden gun golden gun has zero chaos reach has 40 percent so a lot of the times people people kind of uh, it, it's kind of a, a bit of a meme across some of my friends some some fellow other destiny content creators i solo super people a <laughs> lot in scrims <laughs> a uh, lot it, i hate, hate <laughs> going against you in scrims because i'm yeah. like oh he's got his chaos reach he wiped all three of us he's still got half of it <laughs> yeah like and so a lot of the times like and the thing with chaos reach specifically is it, it creates an orb with only one one kill where a lot of supers you have to a lot of roamings uh you have to, you only create orbs on two kills and it creates a, a large orb so a lot of the time like i'll get it up before anybody usually just because of the ionic traces and this first person I see is getting burned. <laughs> like they're yep. they're getting beamed, <laughs> yep. and then that makes an orb. So we're up already on supers usually. Like that that's like a, a, one of the benefits of chaos reaches. I have all my cooldowns up all the time. Like my cooldowns are always up, and I get super usually first. And if I'm burning somebody and making an orb, and then now my you know my my dawn blade or my spectral blades like is up before their enemy team like that's huge and and as as part of the game as supers are like supers are huge especially especially in trials and especially in a scrim setting like supers weigh a lot they come down nor the like to a close game they come down to the wire like in the end like they have a super and we don't like they need three kills we need two kills it's it's hard you know it's 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 a huge thing supers are they play a huge factor in the game absolutely um one more question from chat and i got one to end it and then uh 
we'll jump into the practical portion. We'll teach some cheeky little spots on jab, and then we'll run some scrims. It's kind of kind of what I'm thinking. First, I gotta say hi to Mac because he is in here and he says hello. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt anybody. Um, <laughs> Mac. Yeah. Hi, Mac. Mac. Sorry, Mac's I talk a lot. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, what mistakes do you look for to turn momentum around or exploit to keep a lead? Let's start with Nina. If we have a lead, or you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, the, the two questions are, um, well, it was kind of a two-part question. It says, oh, okay. what are mistakes you look for? So so what is a mistake that you see, it, that you catch, that gives you the the opportunity to push or take advantage of a situation or something along those lines? Um, or exploit to build your lead or keep it and continue it going? Um, I typically look for that person pushing alone. Um, you know, that that's, you know, if we have the lead or, you know, if we're, we're down and it's a close one, I look for that person that's challenging alone. And, you know, I'll try to kind of see their behavior and kind of signal them out as that person that keeps pushing alone. So we can, you know, and I'll be calling it out to my teammate the whole time. So the next time they do it, you know, we're, we're going to get that pick. Um, Another one is, you know, and this might be a little cheesy, but we, we do it in trials every now and then, is kind of like teaming abilities. So a lot of times people throw their melees out there. You know, I see it with Top Tree Dawns and stuff a lot. They just hope to get tags, um, you know, or they, they throw their arc bolt as a hunter, just hoping to get a tag on somebody. And then your, your nade's just gone. You did a little damage. They're getting their health back and nothing came of it, you know, so... Yeah, capitalize I'll, on on the previous damage. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'll I'll call out to like let's save your nade, save your nade, like hold on, you know, and we'll we'll push this one together, you know, and we'll you'll be, you know, you'll be kind of surprised, but and it's kind of cheesy, but you know, it, it works. It's it's one of those momentum things. So I mean that's huge. That is it's it's capitalizing on the previous damage, and especially in this meta and the way that Dawnblade is set up and the way that you know spectral blade is set up where you can drop the wombo combo let's be mm -hmm. real the wombo combo is such a broken combination it is the equivalency like titans don't really have that kind of thing but i mean for hunters it's the um it's the wombo combo for warlocks it's the you know the the celestial fire and followed up by the burning nade those two can usually wipe one or two plus and then warlocks also have the arc web which if you're playing in a scrim setting a lot of people like to play shoulder to shoulder same with trials or, or comp is they'll play shoulder to shoulder and you can get that chain to bounce back and forth until it takes on the whole team yeah very true very true jordan same question for you um Kind of, kind of the same thing. I mean, if if there's if they're if they're sticking together as a team, then like, you know, I'll I'll call out. I'll be like, I have my nade because storm grenade does so much damage. <laughs> so a lot of the time, like if if a team is playing together, right? If they're they're stacking a lot, then I will call that out. I'll be like, I'll have my nade, and then I'll be like, you know, I have a wombo kind of kind of like chaos reach kind of has a wombo especially for people who like to play in rifts throwing a storm grenade and then throwing my melee 
it does i mean the two of them together does like 290 damage or something ridiculous like that so we'll do that a lot <laughs> and then if my i'm the, uh, the uh, there's a couple of snipers that i play with that are very very good and when they get a pick on somebody like the second if they get a pick on their sniper if we know that an enemy team sniper is down like that's when we play aggressive so our sniper can grab an angle and that's like a really really big thing in scrims too is like knowing when um like when the uh, the uh, enemy's team sniper is down because a lot of scrims is playing off of sniper picks and knowing like where they are because snipers have such high burst damage and then also being able to know you know to know like one shot across map or whatever so that's like a huge thing and then you know knowing if somebody's playing like really aggressive or like you know he always pushes this angle like or or you know he or she pushes this angle or they you know they keep playing middle here like every time we spawn up and they you know we're split they're they're always sending somebody right like just just paying attention and like being mindful of your enemy's positioning and your positioning like in certain scenarios is like huge absolutely um final question because both of you are, are pretty much masters at your respective classes what uh what stat ratios do you recommend for hunter what stat ratios do you recommend for warlock let's uh let's get into the nitty-gritty how how do you build to be able to sustain in a competitive sense um for i mean depends you know what class you're playing um i mean scrims are you know they're locked um obviously you know with i believe 50 across the board so that's just specific trial or specific tournaments there's a uh, a lot of scrims aren't locked really scrims yeah a lot of the scrim rules and we have them um we have them saved from from face it that's kind of what we play off of is last season's okay. face it rules they're only yeah, face it just opened tourneys. up now even more yeah yep tourneys is usually seven seven grenades seven strength five intellect is usually the cap Yep. Oh, okay. So they upped them to seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it used to be, even back in D one, I think they used to be capped as well to like six. Yeah, yeah like, six like five. five or six across the board there. But, yeah. Uh, okay. So let's think I mean, on a let's think on non capped scrims. What do you, would you build to be able to sustain in a competitive movement, whether it's tournaments or scrims or trials or comp? What uh, what do you look for? How do you, how do you build? Start with the hunter. Um, recovery. Absolutely. Um, hundred recovery, you know, as, as they say, the cracked recovery, uh, is I think the biggest one. Uh, you could get away with a little less mobility to make that sacrifice for recovery. Um, especially on PC, it's a little different. You could get away with even less mobility, I feel. Um, then, uh, depending on the class I'm running, so if it's, you know, if it's, let me see, if it's, uh, you know, if I'm running Goldie, I'll, f I'll focus on uh, the throwing knives, you know, I'll put more in there versus the nades. Um, if I'm running Spectral, I usually go smokes versus the nades again 
Um, Blade here. Dance is probably... Yeah. Blade Dance is probably the only one I would go... Um, maybe Nades over Strength. But... Interesting. What name do you run usually if you're on Solar versus... Um, I, I run Spike Nades majority of the time. Um, okay. Some scrims, I will do the Void Walls if they're all grouped together a lot of times, you know. Depending if I'm... we you've, You're playing a lot more Warlocks now, you know, in scrims. You're playing a lot of... Yeah. I feel like we used yeah. to be <laughs> two teams of Hunters, and now it's a lot of two <laughs> teams of Warlocks there. So they're, they're grouped up in Rifts quite often. So... Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> yeah so I'll, I'll run the void walls for them you know um, I'll even run skip nades to try to get them moving a little bit sometimes out of it absolutely um, on blade dance you know but... absolutely it makes sense I mean I, we are seeing a lot more warlocks lately and hopefully we can start seeing a lot more titans let's be real <laughs> Because you can't use all their movement buffs. Yeah, they need a movement buff so bad. I mean, dunes aren't banned, which is insane to me. That that yeah. to me is just absolutely insane. I mean, you can punch somebody and it will chain the entire team around the wall through a twenty box meters in orbit from their ghosts. From, <laughs> yeah. they can be yeah. dead. Yeah, in their dead bodies, them. and yeah. and there's a bug where you can get double and triple tags. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. kind of silly, especially on PC. That's that was one of the things that I realized when I switched to PC was uh, I always thought the double damage glitch was a joke. And I was like, oh, no, dude. You, you just got outplayed. No, I've been one tap, two tap by dyers. I've been one tap, two tapped by the most random loadouts. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. cold denial, one tap to the head. Yeah. Yeah, All double right, damage glitch is so annoying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk warlock. What do you? Uh, what do you run for warlock? What? Uh, what grenades do you like the most? What? What stats do you like to break out to, especially in the scrim scene? Yeah, definitely. I can also talk about top tree dawn too, just because uh, nobody sure. uses chaos reach. But uh, well, it's yeah, really cool to I'd... learn something different. I mean, everybody uses you know top tree dawn. That's the most common. Yeah. You don't even need to stack for strength because all you got to do is just jump and kill somebody with your melee and you get half of it back easy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so 100, I mean, yeah, 10 recovery, 6 resilience is my go-to on every single character. Uh, and the reason why I run 6 resilience is you can live... Uh, thorn to head one body without perk and you can live thorn with perk two to the head um, you can live empowering rifts with 72 rpm snipers you can live uh, shotguns take one extra pellets there's there's a bunch of stuff so I, I recommend six resilience to a lot of people if you can do it but then under if you can't make six then four is the other one four is for the extra shotgun pellet um, but yeah and then I, I run high discipline and a lot of people, I, I don't know why a lot of people don't actually know this, but like you actually want lower mobility on Warlock because of Warlock surfing. So the way the burst glide works is when with mobility, your, your single jump, like your first jump before you tap it again, yep. 
mobility controls the jump height of that so the lower your mobility the lower that jump is and with warlock surfing you you jump and when you get to the peak of that first jump you burst again and it like boosts your character into the ground so the short the the lower mobility you have the shorter that jump is so you can get to the ground quicker and then jump again it's like this like triangle movement basically it's like triangle jumping if for people who have played fighters yep. but so if you're running transverse of steps and you have low mobility it's perfect because you get faster sprint with the with t-steps and a and a longer slide distance and then you can do the warlock surf because you have lower mobility and you'll get the extra strafe speed with t-steps as well so you don't have to worry about having lower mobility so i, I run three mobility on my my build is like three three six ten yeah three six ten and then i have seven discipline and five actually i think i think i have like the perfect scrim setup for me personally i think i have three six ten seven five seven i'm pretty sure because radiant light and powerful friends isn't banned because they don't stack anymore multi yep. like they don't multiply anymore so i run uh the radiant light which is the strength when i run that on my bond i have that on my i have radiant light and powerful friends on my hunter I yeah hunter is definitely you want higher mobility for sure because your dodge is broken not really but <laughs> Bottom like... tree arc dodge is really good. <laughs> yes. It's really good. It is, for sure. It very much is. I actually, uh, I avoid arc. I avoid arc stuff. I'm not a, uh, not a big fan. Um, I don't know what it is. It just feels too easy for me. I say that as I run Spectral Blades. Um, <laughs> but I have found on PC, a lot of the time, Spectral Blades whiffs more often than not. Yep. When you do light heavy, you'll push somebody more than you'll kill them. Um, specifically on That's PC, I've, so I've figured weird. it out. That's so it's weird, very man. weird. Sometimes you get mapped by the the left click, and then other times you just you hit somebody with your right click twelve times, and then they don't die, and then they chalk and melee you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and it, it's a very strange one, especially on PC. That's that. I'm not sure if it's a connection issue or. Um, a lot of it is frame rate. They have so many things tied to frame rate on PC. It's so weird. They they're like finding out that like uh, there's been recent testing about aim assist being tied to frame rate, and it's uh, it's just pain. Yeah, it's it's a newer thing that Mercules and them have been looking into. I mean, I'm one of those horrible types. I am a controller player uh, on PC. No, you're not horrible. I, I feel like we need to... <laughs> I've been trying to do my... Like, I used to be like that. I used to be like, man, controller sniping is so dumb, blah, blah, blah. But yep. I have so many friends now that are controller snipers, and they've just, like... Like, I, you know, I've, I mean, you obviously included, but, like, you know, you slumped. I'm becoming really good friends with Drewski and, like, just learning all the different intricacies. Like... We have to, it's not, we have to come back to movement is really what it is. It's Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, Nina, you've dove into PC. How do you feel about... I know we're, we're running a little over on time right now. Um, how do you feel about uh, controllers on PC versus M&K? Are you M&K elitist? Have you plugged in your, your sticks and, and tested it out on, on PC yet? Um, I, you know, when I've played scrims, I've, I've played controller. Um, okay. I have played M and K like on my own and gone into crucible and 
I mean, I don't know. I feel like MK is such an advantage. It's I can understand. Oh, it absolutely does. Hundred percent, it does. I I'm hundred <laughs> percent agreed with you. It absolutely does. I can understand the, you know, the scrims where you're you're holding a lane a lot of times, or you know what I mean. You're not moving as much. I can understand that. Like the aim assist can be annoying. Um, but you know, like the skill ceiling is just so much higher in MK. Like, I wish Absolutely. I had more time to put in MK just to get better at it. Honestly, uh, I, I, you know, I play 10 cents with traction on console. So when I go to PC and I plug in my controller, I feel slow. Yep. I feel like everybody's light years ahead of me. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel at a disadvantage personally. Like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different take. play style. I yeah, yeah, because you can't play like controllers can't really play like that aggressive on PC because of mouse and keyboard, because of the way like I mean I can I can slide a lane and immediately slide back into cover like in a half of a second, especially with like T steps and with the right movement, like you can't you just <laughs> yeah. you just can't do that on controller you just physically cannot the game doesn't turn you quick enough to do that absolutely and that's that's one of the things that drewski said too and i, I want to touch base on is um the whole controller versus mk there are there are pros and cons to each yes controller has aim assist however if you're in a shotgun battle and you need to snap up to hit somebody that jumps above you it's not gonna happen it's really not not in high level anyway where you're going to try and snap up to hit someone and you're going to move so slowly that they've already passed over you flick down and move on to the next target but exactly, exactly. The, the 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 other side of the spectrum on that is if you're on controller and you're sniping or you understand your lanes and aim assist bullet magnetism and all that um the focus is easier on the recoil on controller i guess minus when you get flinched because i've tried both of them and i gotta say that you get flinched a lot harder on controller than you do on mk however the aim assist on it is so much higher that you get flinched off a headshot your second shot you're back on it yeah it's i mean that's why i i've definitely i've like dropped the the complaint towards controllers because i mean we're playing destiny like revoker shoots cinder blocks no matter what input you're using so <laughs> yep. yeah. like yep. i mean i mean you can shoot a hand cannon like off to the right of somebody's head whether you're on controller or m and k and you're still going to shoot them in the head because that's just how the hitboxes work in this game like there's more bullet magnetism like Sorry, the bullet magnetism is the is the same on a controller as is M and K. There's just slightly more aim assist. Well, I shouldn't say slightly. It's a, it's a decent amount more aim assist on controller, but it's like we all get bullet magnetism. That's that's just how the yeah. game is. Like, doesn't matter your input. That's just how it is. And Absolutely. I think we, I, I think a lot more people are getting better at it. Like, I'm seeing a a big trend change recently of. Uh less of the elitist attitude of you know MNK is better or controller is better and this is why um so it's good to see yeah, the way i see it is we don't want to limit any reason for people to not play this game anymore we exactly. want the ecosystem to be here 
we want to be able to, I mean, Bungie wants people to be able to handle both sides of the spectrum as well. That way the ecosystem's bigger, you know, whether you're using M&K, whether you're using controller, we want the ecosystem to be here so that there's more people to play with and against. So I think, I think hating on one side or the other is, is just a, a bad, it's a bad way to run about it. Um, but let's, uh, let's jump into the practical. Let's fire up our PCs. Let's get into some jab four. Let's show off some, uh, some glitch spots. If you guys need to take a break, we're going to go on a BRB chat. If you have any questions for our two guests, go ahead and ask. I am going to be right back as I'm firing the PC up and closing out the two VODs that we've been running. Um, and then if anyone wants to join in, we're going to run some teaching first. If there is nobody that wants to be taught, we'll pull in some, uh, some scrim players and we'll run some high levels and thank call outs. Yes, sir. Right. Sounds good.